You're listening to Productivity on Purpose, episode 17. How do I get my hubby to change? Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Hello, sweet friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do not take your time for granted. I know you could be putting your attention in many other places. So thank you for spending your time with me. In case we haven't met, I'm Ridhu Parikh. I help ambitious women go from overwhelmed and overloaded to in control and confident so they can thrive at work and at home. If the title of this podcast intrigued you, I want to let you know right off the bat that this is not only about husbands. Whether you're married or not, this episode is really just about people in general. So you could replace hubby with any other person. So it could be called, how do I get my colleague to change? How do I get my child to change? How do I get my boss to change? How do I get my mama to change? How do I get my roommate to change? Right. This topic has spurred specifically out of several conversations I've had in my Life in Control coaching program lately, and also on quite a few of my complimentary strategy sessions. And that's just where I'm getting to know people who might want to work with me. We go through their challenges together, like what they're struggling with. And all there's so many times when they're telling me about all these different things that they've tried in the past. Like, here's the things that I've tried. Here's the systems. Here's the processes. Here's the tools. Here's the strategies. But they just haven't worked. And inevitably, the list of difficulties not only includes, you know, everything that they've tried, but it also goes to other people in their homes or at work who simply do not adhere to the process or systems that they have put in place. So if this sounds familiar, then stay tuned. So I'll give you an example. One of my clients was just saying how she makes these folders for her husband and they are specifically named. She's like, you know, written them with a with a label maker and they're all really well organized. So his so he can put his papers away. He has his own business and she kind of manages all the administrative side of it. And she has it all lined out, but he never does it, right? He never actually puts them away correctly. So that's an example. By the way, of course you can apply that same situation to someone at the workplace, maybe. Or I, I have another member in our group and she was telling me how she has this area for the keys and wallet and other stuff when you walk in the house, like not just only for her husband, but for her kids, but their stuff never goes where it's supposed to. I I think maybe maybe a lot of us are familiar with that. Um, So again, you can apply this to your colleagues at work. Maybe, maybe there's a certain place they're supposed to be putting things and they never do. So in your quest of improving yourself, your productivity and your organization, it's really natural to get frustrated when it feels like you're doing all the right things. And what's throwing you off is that other people are not complying. Am I right, sister? All right. So this is what we're addressing. And there's one main point I want to make about this, which you may or may not love. And then I'm going to tell you like what you can do to help the situation. 
All right, that was a little bit mysterious. I'll just get into what the heck I'm talking about. If you want to know how to change the habits of your hubby, of your kid, of your boss, of your friend, of your mama, I got four words for you. Good luck with that. (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that. Guess what? It is not your job. And quite frankly, it is not up to you to go around changing anybody else but yourself. So yeah, that's the part you might not love to hear. You don't change people. Now there's good news though, so hang on tight here, okay? There are a few things you can do to not change them, but to, drum roll please, influence them. Yes, influence them. An influencer is a person who inspires or guides the actions or behaviors of others. It's not someone who forces change on somebody else. So yes, when you find yourself in this frustrating position that other people are not listening or they're not doing what you want them to do, the first step is to change your mindset. Think of yourself as an influencer, not a change agent. Okay, you're gonna be a lot happier in this role, trust me. The changer usually does not end well. Right? You're trying to change someone, they're not listening, you get frustrated, you say they're never going to change, and it just, it just never ends well. The influencer role, however, is much more satisfying, it's much more rewarding. Because here's the best part of it, you focus on you. That's right, you do you, girl, you do you. You're not putting all your focus on what everybody else is doing wrong and what they're not listening. You are focusing on you and how you can best influence them. So how do you influence? I'm going to give you three simple tips to become a pro influencer. And they all kind of tie together. They're really good. And I'm so excited for you to learn about these and actually put them into action. All right. So the very first one is to master your system. Master your system. So again, That means you're not focusing on other people. In fact, you are not even thinking what they're doing. This is all about you and mastering the system or the routine or the habit or the process that you would like others to adhere to. You've got to master that first. Stop focusing on other people. Instead, spend your energy and time focusing on you nailing your system. Like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. So let me give you an example. If you wish other people would have more valuable meetings, right, by being on time and staying on track in the meeting and having an agenda, then it's up to you to do those things first and not just do them once or twice, but get really consistent about them and master them. So start your next meeting right on time, regardless of who's there or not. Even if people are walking in late, you're going to start right on time. Don't wait for those latecomers. Follow your agenda. Stick to your time. So if it's a 30-minute meeting, you know, go to those bullet points on the agenda and space your time out accordingly so you end the meeting on time. Use language to take control of the time when people fall off course, right? So there's a lot of ways that you have basically got to provide the best meeting experience for your attendees and successfully master this before expecting other people to do it. By the way, this takes practice. So keep practicing because I promise, even though it feels painstakingly long over time, maybe not all, but some of your awesome strategies are going to rub off on people. 
at the very least, they'll know that they need to be on time if they want to catch the whole meeting because you are starting right on the dot, regardless of them being there on time or not. Okay, so the same idea applies to home. If you wish others in your family were in a better routine, master your routine first. Get it to a point where it's running like a well-oiled machine and it's truly become a habit for you. So don't just get discouraged by what other people are doing or not doing. You do you. And once you do you really well, you will have earned the credibility. You will have earned the respect to then teach others and then to definitely influence them, which leads me into the second tip. Lead by example. Lead by example. And that actually just naturally happens when you master your system. You really don't have to go out of your way to do this. By virtue of you mastering your system and just personally self-improving, you're just going to do this. You're going to lead by example. So my hubby is really good at this. He is an early riser. And not only that, he is so annoyingly just jumps out of bed at like 5.30 a.m. and throws on his gym shorts and starts his stretching and working out. Like, I mean, without even having coffee, it's infuriating. He's been doing this for a while now and he doesn't tell me to get up, but obviously I see him doing it every day. And sometimes I'll get up then too, because, you know, I see he's doing it and I kind of feel like a slug and I'll get up. But there are plenty of days or other days I might choose to stay in bed till seven or seven thirty. And so seeing him up doesn't always get me up, right? It doesn't always influence me enough to get up that early too. But here's what's interesting. What happens after that it was, is what really motivates me for the next day or maybe the day after that. And what happens is that I'll see him at maybe 8 or 8.30 in the morning just sitting in front of the TV. He's enjoying his morning show he likes to watch. He maybe has his coffee at this point. His feet are up on the sofa. He's like fully dressed and he's just completely relaxing, total relaxation mode before he really dives into his work day and gets, you know, really into that. Meanwhile, I am like running around like a crazy person trying to get my head together or getting breakfast or lunches made. And the TV is kind of in the background, but I can't focus on it and definitely do not have my feet up and, you know, just sitting with no cares in the world, I'm racing against the clock, deciding if I have time to exercise before my first call or should I jump into the shower? Like, what's my time frame looking like? And anyway, so it's like at that point is when I get so jealous of him that he got up earlier. He because he got up earlier, he has time to himself in a quiet house. He's already worked out. He's dressed and he really has some very fulfilling downtime before he jumps into his workday. And that's the scenario I might be thinking about the next day when he's up early again and I'm contemplating, should I get up or should I stay in bed, right? And I'm thinking about this because number one, he has mastered his system, right? The first tip. And then number two, he is unknowingly led by example. So that's how this kind of works. That's how this whole influencer thing works. And sometimes you can't even tell that it's working. I don't know that he knows any of this going on in my mind. And sometimes it's in ways that, you know, you don't even see. Like he can't necessarily see that I see him being all relaxed and I'm frenetic maybe that day and the next day it's going to influence me. He doesn't know all that. So you almost have to trust this process to know that at some point what you're doing is influencing others. Now, I wish I could say the same about my teenage boys who sleep until noon, but hey, you got to pick your battles. And I just 
tell myself that in other ways, especially with the kids, there's some longer term effect of all the behavior they're seeing in their parents. You know, like I said, that's just what I got to tell myself. On the flip side, an example that I can say that maybe how I've influenced someone was my cousin. She came to stay with us for about a week and she saw that my meals and meal time in the evenings with the family was relatively stress free. And it was like pretty quick, like in terms of making all the meals and dinners, it was, you know, everything was just like kind of very smooth. And about halfway through the week, she was like, what is your secret? I have a family and I got to do all the cooking and, you know, and I know this is a lot to get together every day, but why are you making this look so easy? And then I told her about my meal planning and what I do and how it works and that the weeks I do it, I don't have any panic or worry or stress at five o'clock. And I showed her how I did it and all the details. And she was so into it. She was really excited and she was going to start trying it herself. And I know that she did when she went back home. So that was just an example of something that took me a few weeks to completely nail that system. But once I did, I could help make a change or influence by number one, mastering my system. And then number two, leading by example. Now, she obviously was not someone I wanted to change in any way. I, I, you know, she doesn't live with us. I wasn't like trying to change her cooking habits. They don't have any influence on us or impact on us. But it was still something that I ended up influencing her simply by being an example. So you never know when or who you might influence. So keep at it. Keep at it knowing that you're doing this to become a better version of yourself. And any transformations or positive influences on other people is simply just icing on the cake. All right, so let's move into the third tip to becoming a pro-influencer. And that is to communicate your successes. Communicate your successes. Okay, this one I'd say does not necessarily come naturally especially for women, or at least the hundreds of women that I've been lucky enough to partner with, this tip can feel uncomfortable because it may, again, especially for women, feel like boasting, but it is far from boasting or showing off. It is simply just shining a light, I'd say a flashlight, so it's a small light, on your feelings of success or on your accomplishments or on the benefits you are having or feeling by doing the thing you did that's giving you the results that you got. Okay, that is a mouthful. So I promise I'm gonna explain this and I'll give you a bunch of examples in just a minute. So let me just first explain what we tend to do when we create and implement a system or a process or a routine or a habit that works well for us. We do it. We have excitement about it. It feels awesome. We have this great sense of pride. But then without skipping a beat, we immediately jump to the next area we need to make better, right? Like without acknowledging, without celebrating our success or sharing our results with other people. We keep it bottled up for the most part until we're ready to start teaching someone else how to do the thing you want them to do. And that's when we make the folders for our, in the case of my client, she made the folders for her hubby or you start creating those little bins or the bowls for people to put their drop their keys into when they walk into the door, right? You start kind of creating this stuff for other people to do. And then when they don't do it, you get frustrated and it's just, you're like, oh, no one ever listens to me, right? So tell me I'm right here. Okay, if that resonates with you, then what are you doing in this situation? Like, think about that. Like, think about what I just laid out. What What is it that we're doing? Okay, I'll help you out since this is clearly a one-way conversation. You are trying to change someone instead of influence them, 
right? You you learn something, you nail it, and you're like, okay, here's how you're going to do it. Now, yes, there is a balance between the two. There's sort of like, I've learned this, it works. I want to show you how to do it. But you also have to get that influence piece in there. Otherwise, you're just telling people what to do. And again, we're not that great at changing other people. So there are some people that are not going to catch on to your system or process or habit simply by you leading by example, right? Like you can be thinking, I show up month or week after week, month after month on time to my meetings. Going back to that meeting example, but so-and-so person still is always late and he's just never going to learn by my example. I've mastered the habit, the first thing I said to do. I've practiced it. I'm practicing what I'm preached and I'm leading by example, but he's just not getting it. So this is where the third one comes in about communicating your successes. So maybe another example might be you put away your stuff every night before you go to bed. And even though you've mastered this habit, you're leading by example, your spouse or someone else in the household is not being influenced by your behavior. Okay. So it's in these types of situations when it's really important that you communicate and communicate and communicate, which means that you bring it up often, not just once, not just twice, but it just becomes part of your habit, like for you to bring it up often, how well your system or your habit is working for you. In other words, instead of badgering someone else to do it and try to change them, you are just highlighting the benefits to you. So think of it like subliminal messaging to the people around you. So this is a little unusual or uncomfortable, not because it's hard, but because it's probably something you really haven't done before. All right, so now let me give you examples because I feel like this all might sound kind of esoteric, but I think these examples will really help demonstrate what I'm talking about. Okay, so a way to make this helpful is just to verbalize what you're actually feeling. Well, the positive stuff anyway. So let's say you're walking out the door and you have your keys and your sunglasses and your ID card because you followed the system that you created and you dropped it off in that little bowl when you walked into the house, right? And this is the thing you've set up that system for your hubby or your 20-something-year-old son. And they are walking out of the house and they are frantically looking for their keys and their sunglasses and their ID card. They can't find theirs because they didn't follow the system. You might say out loud, okay, out loud. This is not something you're saying under your breath like some snarky comment. This is you communicating your successes out loud. You might just say something like, it helps me so much to drop off my keys here and my wallet, my sunglasses every evening. I cannot remember the last time I had to look for them. By the way, I set one up for you too. So in that situation, you are not badgering them. You're not telling them what to do. You're not like, why don't you just do what I did? I told you a hundred times before, just drop off the keys here and you won't have any problem looking at them, right? A lot of us don't respond to that. What you're doing is you're just highlighting the benefits that the system had for you and you're communicating it out loud and you're gonna continue to do this so they hear it over and over. So what you're doing is you're moving from a change agent to an influencer agent. You're highlighting your successes to inspire or motivate or influence someone else. And like I said, again, it's not one and done. You might have to say this the same or in different ways for a long time. All right, other examples here. Let's say someone needs a document and you can quickly retrieve it, but you know that it would have taken the other person hours to find that thing because they're so unorganized or refuse to follow the system that you've tried to set up for them, right? But you get the document out 
and you say out loud, right? We're now going to say our accomplishments out loud. You say what you're feeling and how you achieved your success. You might say something like, oh, do you see how quickly I was able to find that paper? And it was from eight months ago. You know, ever since I organized my papers with this system, I've never spent more than three minutes trying to find a document. It's pretty cool, huh? Okay, so again, this is not going to sink in just one time of you saying this, but it's this type of language and communication that you want to make a habit. You bring the benefit to the forefront all the time. It's basically taking leading by example from influencing visually to influencing auditorily. Some people learn well from seeing, others learn better from hearing, but most of us learn best from both. So again, you're not berating anyone or saying, you know, why couldn't you find the document or this would have taken you so long? You're just highlighting what a great system this is and how great it's working for you. All right, one more example. Let's go back to the meeting scenario from earlier. Someone on your team constantly shows up late and you start and you end on time consistently and this is not influencing this person's behavior. They still show up late every time. The next time they show up late, you might make it a point to say out loud, hey, Jesse, I started the meeting on time so that we make every minute valuable and so we can leave on time. It's been really helpful to help keep me on track throughout the day. Notice this is not a shaming technique because you have not put the other person down. You're not scolding them, but you're showcasing your own success and stating the benefits of this system to you. This is a really subtle, but very, very, very powerful difference. And I hope that you're seeing this. So by the way, this type of communication strategy is something I spend a lot of time on with my clients when we're talking about creating boundaries or showing up as a leader, whether that's at work or if it's at home. When I coach with them individually or I coach with them in my coaching program called Life in Control, we actually role play different situations because I know this stuff takes practice, right? It just doesn't, it doesn't come just naturally right on the spot until you practice it with someone and then it does. So I help my clients tweak their language so it feels really authentic, but at the same time, it's super influential. So if that's something you wanna learn more about, I will add a link to where you can find out more about my coaching in the show notes. All right, well, I hope you've enjoyed this shift in your mindset today about going from making someone change to influencing their behavior. Now, we know that insight without action is meaningless. So let's talk about your inspired action for this week because you know, I always love to leave you with a challenge. And here it goes. Within the next 24 hours, set a 10-minute timer and pick one area that frustrates you that you've been trying to get someone else to follow, to follow the system or to do the thing that you've put into place. Then write out the three steps, master my system, lead by example, and communicate my successes. Ask yourself if you're doing the first two, and if you're not, just commit to those. Start mastering that system, and that will, of course, lead you or result in leading by example. But whether or not Take whether or not, like whether you're doing those two or not, take your next five minutes, that remaining five minutes, and write out a sentence or two of how you can communicate your successes or your benefits so that you're armed the next time you have an opportunity to bring it up with, to bring it up to them. By the way, come on over and let me know that you did it or if you have any questions. I would love to support you on this. I know this takes some practice. So you can come on over 
and find me on my site, which is lifeisorganized.com forward slash podcast forward slash 17, episode 17, or over on Facebook. I'm really active over there at Life is Organized. So I'll link to both of those in the show notes as well. As always, thank you so much for showing up here. You are the bestest. Thank you for giving yourself this gift. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time and loving vibes and positive energy. And know that I am sending them right back your way. And friendly reminder, if you have a friend or colleague that you think could benefit from this episode or previous episodes, please share this podcast with them. And I'd be super appreciative if you subscribed and left a quick five-star review because that is what really helps me get seen and reach other amazing women all around the globe. Lastly, if you haven't gotten your hands on this free awesome resource called 21 Killer Hacks to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed, what are you waiting for? Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks. That's H-A-C-K-S. Here's to getting more of the right things done. I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.